like we should start off with the album. Yeah. So, as we recorded last week, there was a uh, new music Friday upon us, which I'm old school, so I kind of miss when new music came out on Tuesdays. Right. But either way. So, we got the re-release of a classic Nicki mixtape. Um, forgot the name of it already. Fuck. Because <laughs> I've been, I was actually listening to it today. Oh, beat me up, Scotty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also we got the new uh album from J. Cole. Um, so okay, let's go. Season. Let's go, Nikki first, because that's going to be quicker. <laughs> um, seeing green was lit. Yeah, it was. Seeing green was motherfucking lit. She went off. Drake went off. Everybody went off. Shit, but Drake. Drake has uh mastered the like hove aesthetic of coming on and don't go straight to spit and just come on talking your shit and then destroy you in bars. He's up there. Drake fucking killed his. I don't understand. Hey, boo boo. Oh, he just like hopped over here so quick. He actually skipped. (laughs) He's big ass skipping. Hey, stinky. Cooper. (laughs) Like, uh, hate to say it, but. Nikki has the third best verse on there. Yeah. Drake killed. Lil Wayne killed. And Nikki did good. It's just Lil Wayne brought back uh, lighter flick Wayne. Yeah, he did. <laughs> good old mixtape Wayne. And then he was rapping about stuff from the pandemic so you knew it was new. And it was like, man, Lil Wayne out here. He had to show up with his son and daughter. <laughs> Show him daddy still got it. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> YMCMB daddy. Um the uh other everything else was old like older. Stop. Yeah, seeing green, honestly, and um Why I can't think of none of the names of this fucking it's, song. It's too much music. It it really is like Jesus. I can only see the album color cover in my head. Um, seeing green, itty bitty piggy. Um, what else do I listen to? Beam me up, Scotty. Obviously, I mean, those are the only ones that I really frequent. I had to run that whole tape back because I forgot I was out here listening to No, I did run it back a couple times, but because I know like what it is, I just be like, okay, let me get to my my ones. It's just it was just refreshing to like hear young Nikki and remember like where I was. It was like, yo, this chick can spit. Now everybody was like, um, you know, Nikki had to remind y'all 
who she was and she is you know such a bad bitch that she can drop old music and still shit on everybody and i'm just like i'm gonna be honest i was a little disappointed that it wasn't more new shit especially the way she was hyping it oh yeah it was like she she about to come out with visuals she about to come out with music at midnight i'm like so two new songs i'm still surprised you hadn't heard (laughs) chirac it's a lot of people who haven't though i saw a I, lot of people i did tweeting. and i was like what like because i, I do re- not remember her I remember, and Herbo together i remember when chirac came out because <clears> that was right when that second wave of drill music was hitting so that was right after kanye had dropped yeezus and then he had all the chicago artists on there that's why when she came out with chirac and even the design almost looks like the good friday logo mm. Spit, yeah, but uh, I was, I was, I just really wanted a full body of new work. We'll get it. I just, I, I hope that was a little tease. Like, I hope something comes out soon, and she's like, "All right, bitches, <laughs> just kidding. You thought I wasn't working, but here I was." But I want her also to be insightful and reflective on life because she's had a lot of life happen. This she's been true. married. She's had a baby. Her father died. Yeah, very recently. Her brother was sent to jail for raping somebody. Yeah. It's a lot. Ooh, sheesh. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> J. Cole, though. J. Cole, though. J. Cole. Man, so we... we did we talk shit about J. Cole, or did we just... <laughs> We we talk shit and it was like you know I'll listen I'll listen. Uh, he uh, J Cole wait. made me a believer again. I wouldn't go as far as to say that. I really like this album though. I really I enjoyed this album. The more I listen to it, the more I like it too. You know why I like this album a lot though. He. I saw other people bring it up, and then, of course, J. Cole fans were like, ooh. Right. I told y'all niggas. I told y'all niggas. J. Cole doesn't have to be lyrical miracle. He just got to spit and remind you when he spit, he's one of the best rappers out here. Yeah. But it ain't got to be super complex or anything. He just got to spit like these normal niggas. Mm-hmm. I saw one dude compare it to me like, he's Carmelo. He ain't got to win championships. He ain't got to do this, this, and this. He just got to score points because that's what Carmelo does. Mm -hmm. He ain't got to be LeBron. He ain't got to be Kobe. He ain't got to be Wade. He ain't got to be nobody else. J. Cole, when he's rapping, is one of the best rappers alive. I agree. But it's also when he's not putting too much thought in his music. He's just having punchlines and stuff. Yeah. He's a very good punchline rapper, which a lot of people think is a diss, but it's not. Yeah. Because you think of punchlines as gimmicky, but Lil Wayne is one of the greatest punchline rappers ever. When when J. Cole does stuff like that, I enjoy his music. What, um... I'm not going to ask what your favorite is, but on, on first listen... What did you gravitate towards immediately? Let me pull the track listing up so I can tell you for sure. I mean, 
from the uh, interlude that he released before everything came out, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. It's going to be some shit. Yeah. But on first listen, uh, that first track, 95 South was really good. Yes. <laughs> and it grabbed your attention. Yeah. The last 45 seconds of 95 South. Yeah. That shit was so fucking lit. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> I was at the gym and I was like, oh, I, I got to run that back. The one with uh 21 Savage. Yeah. I love 21 Savage also. And uh, I think you say Moray. I've been listening to him more lately. He's mm-hmm. really good. Um, Applying Pressure was the one for me that I was like, okay. Because I like when he talks shit. Punching Clock was good, too. Punching Clock is good. Um, I liked 100 Mil. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would because I like Bass. I like 100 Mil. We got to talk about the one, though. The one, for sure. Pride is the devil. (laughs) (laughs) That is definitely my shit. So mine is definitely 95 South, um, 100 Mil, Pride is the Devil. I've really been getting to let go my hand. I like that one a lot. Um, Hunger on Hillside. That's good. (laughs) Hunger on Hillside was so good that I listened to it without looking at the track list because I always just do that. Yeah. And it got to the end. I was like, fuck, I want to keep going. <laughs> you got to play it back like right. six more times. I was like, okay, I guess I just start re listening yeah. right now. Yeah. It was, it reminded me of what I like about J. Cole and it didn't have the elements that I don't like about J. Cole. Mm. What are the elements that you don't like about J. Cole? Well, he tried to make this shit overly complex. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like he he definitely just kind of like let it flow with this particular album. Like he didn't. And I don't know if it's because of the time that he took away or what, but it just did not feel so forced. Like it just felt like some shit that just was ready to come out of him that he just finally let out. Yeah. Like it wasn't no deep uh storyline of he's been talking to the daughter of one of his friends right. who died and telling them the story of her father's life. Like get the fuck out of here, J. Cole. I don't want to hear that shit from you. Spit nigga. Like it's almost like the Drake thing. I don't I don't want Drake to have these super long stories and stuff. Yeah. Just fucking spit. Just do what you can to do. So everybody ain't meant to be like that. Yeah. Now one song here or there. I ain't got no issue. It's almost the same thing as Hove. Even though Hove is has way more uh Triple entendres and double entendres and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you have like a whole track like Meet the Parents, where he goes back and tells the story of this dude killing his own son. Yeah. In moderation, that's good. But I don't want a whole album of that shit. That's too shit. heavy. Right. I don't want to listen to that shit. Like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to hear J. Cole talking about abortions and. Mm-mm. 
Like, bro. We don't want a bunch of we don't we don't want a political album. But this is the thing. He's not political. He just be he be saying stuff that niggas that don't read be like, oh, that was deep. No, it wasn't. He's a lot like Nas, except for Nas is better at it. <laughs> I mean, Nas is in the top for a lot of niggas, so that's niggas that's, that can't read. I'll just <laughs> shit. niggas that read self published books love Nas, like them hotel niggas, them, uh, semi five percent of niggas they love Nas. I'm actually like Illmatic ain't my favorite album ever. I've been to say, but look, <laughs> it's a lot of bullshit. But I love. I may have gave the impression last week that I hate J. Cole, and I don't. I hate his fans. Okay. I I don't think you gave the impression that you hate J. Cole. I tried to be pretty fair that I just hate his fans. His yeah. fans are the worst fans. I made a semi-list in my head of who are the worst fans. Are J. Cole fans worse than Beyonce fans? Yes. <laughs> And I'm not just saying that because I am a member of the Hive. But. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't think anybody's fans are worse than Beyonce fans. But Eminem fans are the worst. Ugh. <laughs> the worst fans go in this order. Eminem fans. Absolute worst. He'll drop trash and they'll be like, it's the greatest album, greatest song I've ever heard in my life. Get the fuck out of here. Number two, hate to say it, hope I don't sound ridiculous, Kanye fans. It's a certain level of delusion with a lot of Kanye fans to where we they can't just be like, yo, bro, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, I just, I don't. Now, his shitty. I don't want to accept that. His <laughs> shitty is still better than most niggas, but compared to his own catalog, you can't hold up. Yeah. Uh, Three, who we going to go with? Nikki fans are pretty obnoxious also. Yeah, the Barbs. They they do a lot. They act like it can't be no other women rappers besides Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's just not how it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> J. Cole fans. J. Cole fans go ahead and Barbs. Because I hate J. Cole fans so much that I started to hate J. Cole. Okay, you think it's the fans that got you? Yeah, J. Cole fans is what turned it. Because that's why that whole meme started taking off where we're like, you got to have a certain intellect to understand J. Cole. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so what is it exactly about J. Cole fans? Are they elitist? They are wannabe elitist. And that might be. That's way worse. He's like, he's really, really good, but he's not great he's not consistent enough for me to say that he's one of the greatest rappers of all time okay and that's where the disconnect is okay we gotta use this one because people are gonna be bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that it's like like how many like actual albums can you put up there and be like yo this might be in the top 10 of jack holes of our of our generation like, we're building the top 10. The only ones you can really put up there is, like, Forest Hill Drive. Yeah. And even that one has weak moments. 
I mean, I feel like every album has weak moments. Not every album. We, when we talk about elite great, you can't. It ain't. Uh, he ain't got one of them. You're right. I can agree with that. Um, can't say that about Kendrick. Man, can't, I need Kendrick to come back from the dead <laughs> for his Lazarus moment. <laughs> I'm itching for Kendrick. Um, who else has obnoxious fans? We got the Barb's. We got J Cole stands. Nas fans are kind of up there too. It's just that Nas has multiple classic albums. And mm-hmm. one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time slash greatest albums ever, which is also my favorite album. I was gonna say, <laughs> um, it's some it's some bias in here. Whole fans are annoying too, but like he's the goat. So I mean, what you what are you gonna do? Are you gonna say he's not the goat because no. he sounds like a hater. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's gonna say. People will say that though. <sighs> Lil Wayne fans are also annoying too. Not like fans. I'm talking about stands. Let's also make that. I'm talking about the people that are obsessive about it. Mm. Who can't acknowledge that Lil Wayne fell off. Yeah. Because 06 through 09, I'm with you. Lil Wayne, best rapper alive. <laughs> but after that, not so much. Yeah. Drake fans are annoying. But he can back it up. I was going to say Drake fans <laughs> have they are valid in their fandom, right? It's like I can't really say no Drake sucks because that's ridiculous. That is very ridiculous. Drake has been raining on niggas for over a decade consistently. You can make the argument he don't have the albums, but you can make the argument that his reign is better than Kanye's reign. It's just I mean, that Kanye has these certified albums that I don't know if anybody will ever beat his reign of albums. But as far as songs, Drake got a quick hundred songs that put on right now are banger. Today is the 10th anniversary of I'm On One. Yeah. That is a classic Drake song. And one of the last... You don't feel like Kanye has a hundred... Back, like Billboard single, no. Kanye got Kanye got legendary moments on albums, which yeah. I'm an album person, so I gravitate to. Yeah, he can set the mood on an album better than anybody else. Yeah, Kanye was very good for staging albums. But if I want a song, I want Drake on my song. You don't know what you're gonna get with Kanye. Yeah, in a weird way, you kind of don't know what you're gonna get with Hov. This is true. Because Hove might decide, no, I'm not rapping what you want me to rap. I'm rapping what the fuck I want to rap. Ever since he decided to retire. Yeah. It's been... Even though, like, I like Kingdom Come. People will shit on Kingdom Come. The only song that I I absolutely hate on Kingdom Come is uh, Hollywood. That's the worst Jay-Z and Beyonce song by far. (laughs) That's a stripper stripper song to me. 
Strip club. If I go to a strip club, they playing Hollywood. I'm walking the fuck out. Yeah. I don't want to hear this shit. That's like a in between dances, right? <laughs> <laughs> like okay, they in, clean, ba- in they Vegas, clean, they cleaning the poles. <laughs> in in Vegas only though. Who else has really annoying like rap fans? Uh. Rap fans. I was gonna say the baby, but I feel like people are kind of finally starting to lay off the baby. The baby gives you what you need. Like, like I ain't listening to the baby to hear no deep shit. I just want to hear that simple ass flow that he has mastered on some like dope tracks. That's yeah. all I need. I don't. Now, little baby is proven. That little baby might be that nigga. Little baby is fucking in these rap street, nigga. Heavy. Tomorrow they're supposed to come out with <clears throat> a song for Space Jam too, and it's got him, Kirk Franklin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's being produced by Just Blaze. Yeah, nigga. I'm ready. <laughs> little baby, little baby is in his goddamn Birkin. Do you hear me? Deep. Yeah. The big Birkin at that. <laughs> the big Birkin energy. When I heard him on the fucking Cole album, I was like. You know what else I like about this album? I was like, what? <laughs> the coolest thing was J. Cole changed his flow up a little bit to where when the baby came, I mean, little baby came on. It was like seamless. seamless. And it was like, okay. It was, so- it was like, this is the. <laughs> And it was crazy because, like, you know, cold spitting, but then it just seems right into little baby. You you sitting there like, wait a minute, Is that little baby, fuck, oh, like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but and also on this album, I like that Cole actually has features. That's the other thing. That is another thing. That is the thing that I hate the most about J. Cole fans. He, he did it with no features. That's not good. That's right. That's not anything to boast about. It's just like, okay, but imagine how much better it could have been if. And I get that they're getting off like the, the classic Kanye line. Uh, do the rap in the track, triple, double, no assist. Mm. But I don't want to hear multiple albums of that. The yeah, best, man. the bet, the thing that makes Kanye so good is he has collaborated with so many people, and it's just so many other like dope ass artists that you can razzle dazzle on your right. shit. What, like, why wouldn't you? And then <clears throat> I don't like Jake Cole's beats. The beats that he makes, I don't like his beats. The beats on this album were way better than, and he didn't do most of them. <laughs> way better than they have been. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, a hometown legend Wooten got oh, a yeah, track placement. I saw that. I saw and that. I wonder why he didn't include LA Freestyle on like a, a deluxe album situation. That's a good throwaway to make it where people are interested in the album. I do like his press run. J. Cole had a pretty good press run for this album. People need to come back with press runs. I don't like everybody ain't Beyonce. Everybody can't just drop the Everybody album. Everybody can't just. I need you to get out here and work <laughs> the streets, nigga. I need you to have a street team. Build us up. I know. Build the excitement up. That's why I like that he released the, the interlude first. It's just like, okay, 
here's something to hold y'all over. Because mm-hmm. a nigga like me, by hearing that, I was like, okay, I'm ready for the album. Yeah. And I'm usually not excited for J. Cole albums. Also, I'm be I'm be honest about my bias. I ain't felt the same way since uh he put out uh a born center on the same day as Jesus. I'm gonna take on Kanye. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and then plus the worst thing about that born center album is he robbed us. Cause Forbidden Fruit with Kendrick and Kendrick is only on the fucking chorus. I wanted a fucking Kendrick verse. Mm, yeah. Cause Kendrick would have destroyed that beat. Don't put Kendrick on no chorus alone. And then plus that's over a classic sample, man. You got I, I gotta hear Kendrick on the shit. And then Yeah. But I'm excited about J. Cole, especially if this next album is his last album. I hope he goes out on top. And I hope he works with people. Also, never thought I'd say this. I kind of want to hear a J. Cole, 21 Savage collab album. Even if it's like a little EP, that shit would be dope as fuck. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm proud of J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? Um, he got me back in here um, listening consistently. This wasn't in my notes, but we talked about this briefly on Twitter. Who is shit? <laughs> um, yeah, let me borrow your pen for a second. Okay. So, Kev on stage reposted something and he's talking about Jamie Foxx needs to get his flowers. Oh, yeah. And so it is really that bothers me. <laughs> that re- like and so we discussed well, I tweeted first. I can't remember what I tweeted. I was like Twitter keeps trying to convince us that uh, Jamie Foxx is underrated and he's not. We've all accepted for a long time that Jamie Foxx is one of the great talents of our lifetime. Yeah. But yet and still, every fucking week on Twitter, I see some asshole say, uh, we need to get flowers for Jamie Foxx. You know who's underrated? Jamie Foxx. Or, you know who's super talented? Jamie Foxx. Yes, nigga, we all fucking know that. See, this is what I think it is, though, because I'm definitely one of those people is for me on my side of the Internet. I don't see a lot of Jamie Foxx praise. Now, that doesn't mean that obviously he, you know, hasn't been awarded for anything uh, talent wise. But I think when we just uh, think about people with talent or when we see people with a certain talent or a new hot girl or new hot guy 
it's it's just like one track. It's a one way thing. It's okay. They're hot in this and they're hot in that. But then every now and then for me, we get a glimpse of Jamie and something that he's done either recently or, you know, in the past. And it's just like, damn, like Jamie really is out here. Jamie really has been out here doing what the fuck he has needed to do for 30 years. But in, but see that I don't, I don't think about it because I just don't see him the way I be seeing everybody else is going viral. So now I'm not, I'm not, it's not an, a new realization to me that Jamie is talented. My argument isn't even that it's a new realization. I, you know what it is? I had to really think about this. I was like, why does that bother me? It's because we were having this conversation in 2006, like right after Ray mm-hmm. and he won for Ray. And then he had collateral with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And then he had already had any given Sunday. That was the discussion. And then Gold Digger came out and then Unpredictable and then Blame It on Alcohol. And we all were like, you know who's really talented? Jamie Foxx. But instead of that progressing into it's just accepted, people still are just like, you know who's underrated? You know who's underrated? We've been having this conversation for 15 years. It's just that we aren't seeing him the way we're seeing the newer people. Like, that's all that it is. Because I feel like when somebody is new and hot on the scene, it's like, that's all we see on but, everybody's timeline everywhere. But I don't feel that way also because anytime Jamie Foxx does an interview, it goes viral. Mm-hmm. When he first started talking about doing the Mike Tyson thing and he was doing the voice and the acting of how he visualized it, that shit was viral for weeks. No, that's not what I'm I'm just saying like he's not on he's not in your face like every day or he's not posted every single day but i think that's also a lot of legends don't have to do that because they're legends true but i'm just saying this is why people are me this is i'm 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 not even talking i'm not talking about you i'm talking about these other niggas (laughs) that act like nobody ever fucking knew that that jamie was talented it's like, bro, we've been known this. Yeah. Now, granted, a lot of these people are like early 20s. Mm-hmm. They're stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> so me as a 32 year old man, I was ha- like when I went to Gremlin, my freshman year, mm-hmm. my homeboy Floyd was the biggest Jamie Foxx fan of everything. Like watch his stand ups on repeat in his dorm. Had the albums, had the tracks that, like, of Jamie's first albums, like, in the 90s that didn't sell anything. See, and even I, though, I just, I don't see a lot of that. I don't see a lot of people just truly being fans of Jamie out in the open like that. Like, I don't, I, I just don't see a lot of Jamie stands. I, I just see it in random spurts, like, oh, shit. You know, look at Jamie, man. Jamie is the GOAT. Jamie is this. And it's just like, to me, it's like every couple months. I also follow a lot of women that are Jamie stands for multiple reasons. Yeah. So I literally see it fucking every fucking day. I don't. That's why I'm just like, yo, what the fuck, bro? It's just different levels of Jamie exposure out here. Because you got the women who like like how he looks. 
you got the women who like his music. You got the women who love his uh, movies. People that love his comedy. Mm-hmm. Every every point of Jamie Foxx is always getting hit. Then you also got the sports dudes who always love any given Sunday. It it's a Jamie Foxx for each of us. And then it's the music stands be like it'll never be another uh another another uh biopic like Ray, which is bullshit. Cause Ray is overrated. Jamie Foxx's performance in Ray underrated. Because he he gets it perfect. But that movie is not good. <laughs> Why don't you think the movie is good? Ray is just not a good it's just it's too like hokey. It's too like, well, he uh like and plus a lot of that shit is made up. Like he couldn't perform Georgia for years. Who the fuck could make it where he couldn't perform Georgia? A lot of people don't know that. So, but like that's just one of those things to like me being a weirdo. It's like, mm. <laughs> but I I don't like most biopics. Why not? Because it's stupid shit like that where they just make up stuff make and tell it instead of telling the real extraordinary story. Like, let's just make this easy for stupid people. Like I'm trying to think, what is a what is a biopic I actually like? Crickets. What's your favorite biopic? I don't know. And I'm gonna try not to just go through like, oh, that's bullshit. Now I have to actually sit here and think of. You got the Temptations, which is actually fairly well done Mm -hmm. i think a lot of biopics also need to be like miniseries Mm -hmm. that's why i love favorite biopic jackson american dream by far um i'm trying to think other good biopics walk the line is trash too the other thing is a lot of biopics don't have like they be just expecting you to know who these people are. Yeah. So like in Walk the Line, they have like a dude just playing outside of an apartment. And then if you know who that is, that's way it's supposed to be Waylon Jennings. Mm. But if you don't know who the fuck that is, it's like who the fuck is this dude with a fucking beard? <laughs> and then his son is playing him, so you also have to know that. The real, yeah. I'm a nerd. I'm sorry. You're such a nerd. <laughs> I can't even think of any biopics off the top of my head. Was uh, is what's love got to do with it considered? Yeah. I don't know if that's my favorite though. That's just the only one that I can think of off the rip. Let's, try Let's see. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't good either. I did not see that. Even though. Um, what's his name? Played the fuck out of Freddie Mercury. That's the other thing. A lot of biopics rely on having one really good casting, mm-hmm. and then it'd be like a shitty ass fucking movie. <laughs> it's like, of course, a movie with somebody playing Freddie Mercury, amazing, and having Queen's music, which is amazing. People gonna are gonna appeal be like, to it, yeah, but it's not a good fucking movie. Let me get off my hot horse. Why? 
was gonna say now. Why don't you think that one was good? The story Same reason is the rest. The story just doesn't. Freddie Mercury had an amazing life, and it just makes it seem otherwise. It's the same problem I have with Straight Outta Compton. The story of NWA and Ruthless Records is so fucking amazing. And they just make it into some kind of like Disney mm. bullshit. They water it down. They don't make it as gritty. And then it's all these things you're supposed to like just know. Mm-hmm. That Easy is the biggest fucking drug dealer in fucking Compton. Yeah. And it's not necessarily true. But that's just me. Let's why move. do you think why do you think they're staged like that? Because they're trying to appeal to the biggest audience as possible. You think it's for protection purposes too? Like it's just certain things that either they couldn't release or part of it is that because maybe they didn't they have to sign off on a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's why I love uh Documentaries better. Mm-hmm. Like you can go more in detail and you can know the story. It's just like the Quincy documentary. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. If they made a movie about Quincy Jones's life, it would be terrible. Because <laughs> they'd be trying to make him seem like some kind of John Henry, Johnny Appleseed, uh, tall tale. Yeah. That's more or less what Straight Out Compton did with Dr. Dre. Let's hope not. I feel like if they ever do a biopic for that, Rashida needs to be involved. But she's going to be biased. It's her daddy. True. But that might help it not be so fluffed up. And then plus, they even ruined a biopic on fucking Harriet Tubman. And I will never forgive Hollywood. Because as a Harriet Tubman stand, <laughs> she was a gat holding pistol toting nigga on your damn street. <laughs> and they made it a movie about her slave owner being in love with her and chasing her. Didn't I didn't partake in that. Thank God. I didn't either. But I I read the script. I mean I read the uh synopsis. Not gonna watch that shit. Yeah, I don't know. If, <laughs> I feel like I would have been super disappointed. But Jamie Foxx is amazing. Yeah. And the only thing that is... oh, uh, I just don't like Jamie Foxx show. That's the only shit I don't like. I used to love the Jamie Foxx show. I used to love it, too. I just can't watch it now. Yeah. It's almost like I can't watch Family Matters now. Yeah, it's cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> Them 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 '90s sitcoms like <laughs> on HBO Max they added uh, Wayne's Brothers. Mm. I start watching. Ooh, no, I know for a fact I can't go back and watch that. Ten year old me dead at this shit. Thirty one year old me, thirty two year old me. Nah, bro, garbage. It's like those '90s black sitcoms relied too much on the personalities. Also, yeah. And they didn't have any, like, development. Mm, yes. That even is an issue with Fresh Prince in the later seasons. It's more so about just having sitcom-y ass shit. Yeah. 
which I love Fresh Prince, of course, but yeah, when it when you realize that it's just kind of a dead end, it's just like all right. Same with Martin, which I think Martin's overrated. Really, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I never. I'm not gonna say I never liked Martin. That's definitely not true. I just I'm not as heavy of a Martin stand the way a lot of people are. Also, I couldn't watch just watch Martin in front of like my family or nothing. Why not? My mom didn't like she didn't like some it. of the Martin's humor and stuff. We used to watch Martin. Now every black household used to watch all of the shows that came on Fox on Thursdays. <laughs> that was just you had to do it. So you had to watch Martin. You had to watch Living Single, and then you had to watch New York Undercover. Yeah, New York Undercover holds up fucking well. I didn't watch that. I loved that, but my mom always loved crime, like detective shows. Mm-hmm. So she will watch that. Now we used to watch it in the heat of the night. Hey, that comes with every black household. Walker, Texas Ranger. Bro. That's that, also a black household thing. Like, even is. though it ain't a black show. That Touched by Angel. Touched by an Angel. Ooh, Ooh that's a bad show. Della Reese. <laughs> when you walk <laughs> down the road with you. My mama loves. To the sun, don't even shine. Touched by an Angel. I, my mom did too. It, like you just have a <laughs> be in the worst situations in the world and then this white woman i am an angel oh shit with the worst scottish accent i've I ever could not watched that today uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. what else could walker texas ranger was god awful too but i loved it <laughs> that was andre's favorite show andre loved walker texas ranger what else did we used to watch um Rock, bro, I loved rock. <laughs> that's that's where I got some of my whole temperature from. Rock, my wife and kids. My wife and kids is still pretty funny to me. It is. Every now and then, I'll like watch a couple episodes, and that should be having me dying. Cosby Show and a different world are the goat, though. I'm gonna have to go back and watch Cosby Show again. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> It's just a part of my soul. How do we let it go? <laughs> How do we let it go? It's so hard. That was like that's the level of success that our like black people strive for. It's just so good, man. It's so it's too good. And it, this gonna be problematic. He talks well then. <laughs> They say we lost our edge. (laughs) 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 Might cut that out. But uh, what else? I'm trying to think like really black. Living single holds up well too. Yeah, for sure. Um, We are living single. Ooh, in the night is kind of rough. I'm glad I got my keep your head up, up. That's right. <laughs> did you see that they're remaking the Wonder Years as a black? I did show? see that. I did see that. It's gonna be in Birmingham. I hope that they don't overrise it, it and, and yeah. Oh, they were the the dogs were. Like, I hope it's 
The Wonder Years was my shit, though. I loved Wonder Years, too. That's one of my favorite shows ever. What would you do if I say something? I, um... I, I started to watch it. I was like, nah, I can't watch. Like, I don't want to ruin some shows. Mm. But I was watching it with adult eyes. Because I related to that Wonder Years shit. Damn, now that I think about it, I had uh, retweeted something the other day where a dude was like, there's not a, a better... Um, TV show t- uh, theme song than the one for Darkwing Duck, I think, or oh no, uh, Ducktales. Ducktales, and I was like the Proud Family theme song, but the it, Wonder Years theme song. I'm actually gonna agree with that guy. It's no better song than Ducktales, <laughs> like because that shit is still a bop. So it's a Proud Family. No, it's not. It's not the same as Ducktales. Ducktales is a different. Like all those early '90s cartoon shows had the blackest theme songs in the world. Proud Family and Cousin Skeeter are like up there. Skeeter is what I want. (laughs) You stay on my mind. I was Skeeter all the time. But (laughs) that uh, that Ducktales don't be busting though. Life is like a hurricane <laughs> here in Duckburn. <laughs> razors, lasers, airplanes. It's a duck blur. My solve a mystery. Woo. A rewrite history. DuckTales. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Beyonce never got no shit on that. <laughs> Damn. Uh, we got Tailspin theme song, which is one of my favorites. Chippendale Rescue Rangers was also all of them motherfucking shows. Black ass fucking theme songs. Darkwing Duck is the blackest one. Darkwing Duck, <laughs> let's get dangerous. Darkwing Duck, <laughs> <laughs> niggas used to say they ass off for me. <laughs> For TV show songs. Sometimes <laughs> some crimes oh, go slipping through the cracks, but these two gumshoes hey. are picking up the slack. There's no place too big, no place too small. When you need help, just call Ch 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 Rescue Rangers. Hey man. Probably we ain't got no shit on that. Simpler times, man. Simpler times. Do, do kids have Saturday morning cartoons? <laughs> oh shit, do they? I feel like the last great like wave of that was like we had the ABC duck, like when it mm. left Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. He had Recess, which is still one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Uh Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann. Much too cool for seventh grade. <laughs> uh, teacher's Pet. Uh, Rocket Power. Was that Saturday morning? That was Nicktoons, but Rocket Power was elite. It doesn't hold up as well. Why do I feel like Rocket Power was Saturday morning? The Saturday morning cartoons, like in our later childhood, was mostly just one Saturday morning. One Saturday morning. <laughs> Damn, man. TV used to be so lit. I know. These kids don't know, bro. <laughs> but you know what? My nephew and them, they like all the shit that we liked. Like, like Noah likes the new DuckTales, which is essentially the same thing. Mm. 
Um, they like the classics. But it's just, man, I miss that. Like, waking up on Saturday mornings, especially when I wasn't playing football and I could actually watch cartoons, instead of having fucking games at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. I hated that shit. I hated football so much. Okay, we gotta go. That's <laughs> just talk about. <laughs> We gonna go Issa or we gonna go Kwame? Both of them. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so Issa has become like the cover girl and is out here everywhere getting her flowers for making you know a show with multiple shades of black people that ain't about selling drugs and no other shit. Mm-hmm. Could make the argument the. 2020 version of living single even though i saw where the so i'm sorry the creator of living single is making a new show with black women i think it's called, like what is, is it, it gonna be a, another living single type thing yeah it's like it's like four black women that are successful in new york and so, run the world is the name of it okay I hear Beyonce. It's gonna be on stars. That's what I say. Do do the people really be on stars like that? HBO is kind of holding down. Power didn't got niggas. I forgot Power was on star. I still don't watch Power. But uh, Issa has been everywhere. She's been doing a lot of interviews and stuff. And some kind of way they talked about that. For the like when she was developing insecure, mm-hmm. when it was uh awkward black girl, which if you're an OG fan, you know, it used to be on YouTube. But when they were developing the show, some of the people at HBO w- didn't want to cast Issa, they wanted to cast Lauren London to star in Insecure, mm-hmm. in which, how, <clears throat> why, yeah. Which they were probably just going for bait, bait and white skin slash <laughs> pretty privilege. Because Lauren London is, I ain't gonna say she can't act. She's a good character actor. She's typecast. She is. She can play one role really well, but even still. She ain't winning no awards for any of her roles. <laughs> her best role was that. her best role was in ATL. Yeah, like hands down. And then following that, this Christmas. And even in that, she was could got any pretty girl to not going to diminish her talent. Not at all, <laughs> because also she is the. Uh, I ain't gonna say widow because I don't think they got married. They didn't. I don't acknowledge it. Never mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, careful, nigga. Um, but yeah. So apparently, that caused a little scuff with uh, Lauren London feeling some type of way because you know. Oh, she chimed in. 
apparently they had beef and Nipsey actually squashed the beef with them. He got them together at the table. Oh. Before he passed. I didn't know they had beef. I didn't either, but that the clip I sent you. Okay, so I'm just looking at the comments on You gotta watch the clip. What's her name's tweet? Okay, let me let me watch it from the top. From the top, make it drop. So Issa Rae and Lauren London were at odds for years because Issa recalled how TV executives wanted to cast Lauren London as the main character oh, of her TV show Insecure after the rise of her web series Offer Black Girl. At Diddy's Grammy party, Nipsey Hussle sat them both down. They had a conversation in Fences for Men, per. But can we talk about how so easily black women are erased from our own narratives? Now, Lauren London is a talented actress in her own right, but Awkward Black Girl, which turned into Insecure, was one of the first TV shows where we saw dark-skinned black women in roles that didn't involve them being maids or depicted as extremely poverty-stricken and down on their luck. And throughout the TV show's run, Issa Rae has done an amazing job of casting brown-skinned, dark-skinned, light-skinned, curvy, and just characters that are overall relatable and look like everyday black people. And I honestly feel like if Issa Rae would have folded under that TV executive's pressure to cast Lauren London, it honestly would have been like every other show that we see on Netflix. Y'all know what I'm talking about. How do you feel about this? So Issa Rae and Lauren London were... And now when she said every other show on Netflix, was she talking about Dear White People? Because Anyway. Netflix has this thing to where they they love casting a light-skinned woman as the mom and mixed-race kids and a dark-skinned daddy and mm-hmm. that's their formula. That's American society's formula. Yeah. That's why they do it. But that's also why it stands out that Issa didn't do it that way. And it's finally getting all the flowers that she deserves for doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see where she goes for it. Issa is out here. I'm ready for this other season of Insecure that's supposed to be the finale. I can't wait. I'm going to be in my feelings. I know. I'm still in my feelings for the last season. (laughs) Somebody posted uh, the photo of them where they were at the fair or whatever, where it was uh, Issa and Lawrence. And I was just like, ugh. I was in my feels that episode. It was that that weird, like, are they toxic? Are they not? Are they coming out of toxic? Are they falling back in love? Or right. are they just friendly? Like, and then you're like, am I toxic? <laughs> it was that, like, glimmer of hope that we all wanted. And then you start thinking about people. And then it's like, Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee, ooh-wee. I'm ready for a motherfucking Insecure Season 5. Um... But yeah, so, uh, yeah, so them, you know, thinking that Lauren London would have been a good fit for this type of show is definitely far fetched. And so one of the comments where somebody said it, they were like, "Why do I feel like Hollywood execs don't know what the fuck they're doing? They don't. It's nepotism. They just think that they know what niggas want to watch. I feel like if she was gonna play any role, Tiffany." <laughs> But even still, I think that it would not have been a situation where she would have had character development and stayed on throughout the seasons. Like it just would have been maybe one of Lawrence's little hoes or, you know what I'm saying? Maybe somebody else's little fling where she might have had one or two episodes and then that was it. I just I wouldn't ever expect that she would be cast to be somebody that would be a recurring 
cast member. Especially like somebody is like, can you imagine her rapping in the mirror? But then mm-hmm. the other part of me is like, she got a baby with Lil Wayne and Nipsey. If what? anybody was gonna be rapping in the mirror, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I didn't think about it in that light, but still, uh, insecure is just not what I feel like Lauren could give off. I can't picture anybody else doing it besides Issa, which is amazing. This yeah. little chocolate girl setting the world on fire. Issa really was in her Birkin also with that shit. Like, and then her deciding to play herself, like her deciding to just be Issa is it just adds another layer of reality yeah. for us. But I feel like she could play the character in a way that nobody else could because it came from her mind. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like the self-deprecation in it is what made it endearing. Yeah, because that's re- that was real. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just real. It was her being her and it worked like that. And then plus, like I've seen some people talk about like how it's the rise of awkward black people like being in stuff like. They talk about like uh, Donald Glover and Atlanta, ATL. and so it's. But that's well, because we Atlanta ATL is the movie. We didn't see that shit growing up, yeah. and it was a lot more niggas like this than the cool, uh, suave niggas. Mm-hmm. They out there, they exist too. But and that's probably another reason why she went ahead and decided to be Issa because how the fuck do you teach somebody to be you? you? Especially knowing that you're awkward quote unquote. Right. And then plus if you go like them, those mini series that she had on uh YouTube that was fucking Awkward Black Girl. Awkward Black Girl and then she had a couple other shows. She What, what else did she have? She, she had, had that um, one show where it's a guy and a girl they meet and then they start a relationship. Yeah, and they like move in together or yeah. some shit. It's- I used to watch that one all the time. It was like little ten minute episodes. Yeah. I think that was back when YouTube wouldn't let you upload videos longer than I 10 minutes. I think it was. Until you became YouTube partner. <laughs> because it was a lot of people that had little ten minute shows. Even though I hate Lena Waith. I <laughs> I want to say I respect her, but I, I ain't going to just hate on her, even though her should be too heavy handed. She be trying to make like a deep message on everything. But then she also does everything so fucking cliche, too. Like, it's yeah. just like. Uh, and then she acts like this is some deep artistic endeavor. Like, that's what I hate the most about Queen and Slim. And I haven't seen you niggas try to revive. Uh, do revisionist history and act like that movie was fucking good. It was not fucking good. It was awful. Terrible. Wooden fucking language. That fucking whole subplot about the kid killing the cop, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Why the fuck? Yeah. Like... And then I just hate that movie for other reasons too. I just I'll never forgive Issa. I mean, uh, not Issa. I'm bringing my baby. I never forgive Lena Waithe for her bullshit. But yeah. So what you like, Queen and Slim? You one of them people? Um, 
I didn't hate it, but I thought it was good after I saw it. But then I watched it again, and I was just like, uh. I mean, we talked about it. Yeah, but I don't know. I started to watch it. Now she's sending me YouTube music, Crumbling Herb, Outcast. I'll put you on that shit. <laughs> I hate when people do that shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I did see where Lena Waithe is supposed to be the main character and master of none this next season, which is the only project I actually like her in. Mm. So I never watched master of none either. I love Aziz. Um, also this next season of this is us is going to be the last one. Ooh, I got to get back on it. I just have too many things to watch. trying to stay up for a certain person nope I was like I gotta go to sleep and then I still woke up cause my bitch ass dog wanna wake up at like 3 o'clock in the fucking morning nigga let's go outside <laughs> no not your bitch ass dog that's my nigga though I be thinking when I gotta put that nigga down I'm gonna be distraught oh fuck that dog though. he got my fucking nerve <laughs> fuck him okay okay <laughs> Uh, we gotta talk about uh, the Kwame Brown thing. We gotta talk about y'all's uncle, bro. He talked just like my uncle Reggie too. <laughs> like he is everybody's uncle, everybody's drunk uncle. Except we, I just don't have no proof that he drunk. Nah, he this, might be, but I that also this, just might be how that nigga wake up. Nah, this nigga is sober as fuck. <laughs> he on tears. He, he been, wake up swinging. He been waiting to get on y'all niggas. So like, oh, also shout out to another uncle, uh, Uncle Paul Mooney passed. Damn, yep. Want want to say that before I forget? R.I.P. Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney was the most reckless nigga on the face of the earth, <laughs> and is part of so many different classic comedy bits. As writing for either Red Fox or for Richard Pryor, my favorite episode of. Sanford and Son, uh, Fred Sanford Legal Beagle. I think it's the Legal Eagle. Why don't you arrest some white drivers? I do. You do? Well, where are they? Look at all these niggas in here. <laughs> <laughs> Look around here. There's enough niggas in here to make a Tarzan movie. <laughs> Fred Sanford was definitely a black family classic. Definitely. With the Jeffersons and Good Times. Them niggas are gonna say like that was on network TV, they say niggas. You can't do that shit now. Oh, um, I had another clip. Paul Mooney. Play it before we move on to our other uncle. Why do white people love Wayne Brady so much? <laughs> white people love Wayne Brady because he makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
way Brady was so bad about that shit that I he called that. Chappelle. I remember that. <laughs> like, they said that he was real life offended. <laughs> Paul Mooney was... He, that nigga was all right. He created Homie the Clown. Did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, he had a hand in, like, like when they called him the black guy, like, the godfather of comedy, he had his hand in black comedy since the 60s. Do you think they're going to do anything special for him? I'm sure they will. <laughs> anyway. Lord, let's hope not. Yeah, let's hope not. For the sake of everybody involved. Please. Right. No more trauma. Um, but speaking of crazy shit. <laughs> all right. So before all of this, did you know who Kwame Brown was? Mm-hmm. Kwame Brown, for anybody that doesn't know. Well, I know he's a basketball player. Kwame Brown infamously was the first high school player ever picked at number one. Okay. He was picked by the Wizards, which was run by Michael Jordan at the time. Gotcha. And maybe one of the biggest busts of all time. So, it has been a, a joke for years. Oh, no. For one, he had Michael Jordan when he first got uh, picked up in the league. And Michael Jordan, being the asshole that he was, made his life a living hell. For the first couple years, then he went to the Lakers, where he ran into Kobe Bean Bryant, who then made his life hell mm. for the next two to three years. <laughs> A double homicide. <laughs> Ooh, double homicide. <laughs> so, uh, Kwame Brown was a journeyman in the league. I think he ended up playing like 10, 11 years, mm-hmm. which is. His, pretty successful by all measure um but he's been quiet for the most part the last couple of years then on uh all the smoke which is a podcast with uh steven captain jack jackson and matt uh barnes barnes how do you say it matt barnes uh I'm gonna save all the light skin slander for a little bit, <laughs> and so they had Jenny Bust on, and they were talking about the infamous trade where Kwame Brown was traded, and Paul Pal Gasol was brought to L.A., which won Kobe two more rings, mm-hmm. and they were saying it was uh, somebody else involved, and then Kwame Brown, and then so Matt Barnes hit. Steven Jackson was like, no, nah, I was only one person involved saying that Kwame Brown didn't even count. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Also, when that trade happened, Stephen A. Smith has a notorious segment where he was like, of course, it's a great day for L.A. because they got they got rid of Kwame Brown. Anytime you get rid of Kwame Brown, you are doing good. And I like, went on this whole rant. So Kwame Brown began hell <laughs> for years. <laughs> And years. Whew. But for some reason, <laughs> this light-skinned nigga joking on <clears throat> him on the podcast awoken a sleeping giant Ooh. and has been going ham ever since he Literally called in. All, every single day this week. <laughs> he's 
got one or two trending videos of him saying the funniest shit, but also like oh. he clocked in choosing violence every oh. single day this week. It's been a new video every single day this week. And I'm just like, what is is this a tell all? Like what is, what is about to happen here? Here's uh <laughs> This one is hilarious. I think this is the one we said we're going to name the episode after. Mm-hmm. You ain't learned nothing because you think you tough. A light-skinned nigga like you with slick-ass hair should be acting like Drake and taking niggas' girls. But no, you getting your girl too because you want to be a thug. <laughs> you ain't learned nothing. Cause- <laughs> now, the story behind that is Matt Barnes' ex-wife ended up uh, messing with his former teammate Derek oh, Fisher. Oh, 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 oh! So Matt Barnes drove, I believe, a couple hundred miles to his former house to jump the fence to catch Derek Fisher. Okay, with his so ex. that's what the. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he's been going in on. Uh, when he was talking about the fence, I was like, what is going on? Here's an extended clip of... Boy, you need to stop, boy. I done told you. You done stepped in that goddamn quicksand, boy. I don't got to lie and make up shit. The only joke you got, boy, when is this basketball joke going to run out? You keep hitting me with basketball jokes. I keep hitting you with your real soft-ass, punk-ass life. Now, which one didn't like you, boy? Your granddaddy that was black or your granddaddy that was white? Because there's some deep issues in you, boy. <laughs> what the fuck? That you can't understand what the fuck I'm trying to say. That in America right now, boy, white people are scared to talk about black people right now as a whole. And you niggas getting on camera every day talking about black males. <laughs> That's all you niggas do. You want to sit here and make me look a certain way, boy? When a nigga, some nigga done ate your food, <laughs> some Derek Fisher done opened your door oh God. to your house, <laughs> Derek Fisher got your key to your truck, bitch ass nigga, send some gas money so you can pick your kids up, yeah, now what you do nigga, you niggas want to sit on TV and act like y'all niggas perfect. And you can't respect when a man tell you you wrong, bro. Well, then let the gloves come off. The only joke you got is about basketball. I got a joke about your life, you punk bitch. <laughs> the fuck is you talking about? What is Derek Fisher? Is he the mentor or the stepdaddy or what? Because he your mentor too, you punk. <laughs> Y'all niggas a trip. You want to sit online and this is where Rachel Nichols sat there and got your dumb ass to say something else again. Because see, Rachel Nich- Nichols, no. I'm going to say something. I ain't got shit to lose. I don't got no big podcast. You the dumb nigga that keep responding to a nigga that you bigger than. You stupid motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't learned nothing because you think you tough. A light-skinned nigga like you with slick-ass hair should be acting like Drake and taking niggas' girls. But no, you getting your girl too because you want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cards all night, punk. <laughs> Cause you want to be a thug. <laughs> so much. And put that rag down and act like a grown ass man instead of a little ass boy. 
Becky with the good hair, go to counsel. <laughs> and Gilbert, you already knew. I was quiet on you for years. I wasn't gonna say nothing. You you do you the right hand arm of uh, them white boys. You Who niggas is the white boy? You took food. You took down there. What did I get? Five, uh, three years, twenty five with the Lakers. I was slotted to get 80, 88 because what Tyson got. Nigga, you took millions out my mouth, nigga, and you shout like you somebody, like you love black folks. You the whitest black boy I ever know. So, y'all niggas miss me with all that, nigga. Whoever, whichever one of these white folks paying you niggas to come at me, this here one, you niggas better go find you something better to do. <laughs> Becky Who with the, put the music? <laughs> you need counsel. I saw one with, where he was uh, speaking over Ether also. Uh, so I'm about to go put on nigga. I got steel toe boots. I'm about to go put on nigga. <laughs> now that I got a platform, I'm going to use it for the right way. It's time to put respect on nigga's name. And you niggas that I'm disrespecting, that's because you the one that's a gatekeeper of disrespect. Stephen A., you bald forehead, nigga, thinking you tough. Saying all kind of shit like, oh, you come see me. Well, sign up. Let's go to Seattle and you sign up. Well, Seattle, you ain't got to sign no waiver. Meet me in Seattle where you can have mutual combat and talk like that. Ah, slap a two. It'll look like you got a toupee on the front of your head or how hard I'll slap the back of your head, motherfucker. <laughs> the hell you talking about? Y'all got people fooled with this fuck shit. Oh, my God. And Skip Bayless, thanks for the pass. I don't even know what the fuck that meant. But thanks for the pass, I guess. I don't know what grown man need no goddamn pass, but thank you. I ain't get no pass from your co-host when you was letting this punk motherfucker talk about a teenager and going around college campuses. You never get. You gave him a pass. Go to college, club. He can't do nothing. That's what it's meant. I had to endure you talking about my mama's son like that, bitch. The fuck is you talking about? The only thing you known for being a black man that disrespect and talk about other black men. That nigga. He got it all out. <clears throat> you want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cards. <laughs> I'm trying to find the one that... Oh, this is the clip that started off. <laughs> well, we traded Mark, Mark Gasol, yeah, that's what people, right? People, oh, you got him for nothing, not realizing that what you guys gave yeah. him was Mark Gasol. And Kwame Brown. And yeah. so... Mark um, Gasol. And... Right. Um, <laughs> Oh, do you played with Mark? No, no. no this, that was no. the one man trade. You just <laughs> used the name. He was that name. Just so, so now we get pal. We go on. <laughs> I gotta find the one that, like me and Deer talking about. Where is Kwame from? Uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Of course, Kwame Brown is from Charleston, South Carolina, which is where we add another detail to this story. Cause that. <laughs> Kwame is a country motherfucker and I just not just he country country <laughs> like he deep south country you know that nigga eat pig feet <laughs> hog malls hog jaws pig tails oh, chicken the whole pig from the root to the tooth one thing about black folks is we gonna eat the whole pig don't you be wasting no uh, pork Mm-mm. you don't waste no meat that swine is good for you uh, but yeah. Uh, where is the one? Where is the one? Uh, with our episode title in it? Cause it wasn't that long ago. Uh. Uh-uh. 
Oh, I think I found it. I think I found it. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Yeah, you got to be a Nigerian Jordan zone, a pretty shoe ass nigga. Nigga, I got boots. I got steel toe boots. I'm about to go put on, nigga, and go get it on a track of that iPhone, nigga. The fuck you talking about? Everything about you is show and no go. <laughs> Oh, that shit. is some country nigga flexing. He talking about his boots and his tractor. Right. Shit. Steel-toed boots. On. <laughs> Ooh, that took me out. That show and no go took me the fuck out. This is random clips now. I'm waiting for somebody to start a no context Kwame <laughs> Brown. <laughs> I'm surprised there ain't been no gifts and memes yet. And then this is what. Uh, Matt light skin uh Becky with the good hair said Call me Brown. Okay. Brother Brown, brother Brown. You've been ranting for about five days now. <laughs> Literally. Uh your cry for help. <laughs> for attention has worked. I heard your Instagram following has grown over thirty thousand the last handful of days since you had my dick. I mean my name in your mouth. Um but don't be fooled by this new attention, bro. Ooh. All these people that are gassing you and putting a battery in your back, all the platforms that are picking you up, didn't give a fuck about you last week, bro. They don't love you. They just love the drama <clears throat> and the old the old jokes you're saying. They don't love you. They don't love me. They don't love no one. They love a drama. That's it. He ain't lying. But come on all the smoke. Come talk your shit face to face. You got a story to tell, obviously. You're hurt. I mean, like I said, you can, you can play it off with humor, but you're hurt. That's so psychoanalyzed shit. I mean, but come on the show. He also Talk still ain't lying, though. Face to face. There's no bigger, better platform than ours. You can say what you want. We're an award-winning platform. We don't tear down black men. Because you're the butt of the joke. Now that's, that, that's what you're on. You think we're tearing down black men. But if you actually watch the show, we empower everybody. That's what our thing is. So... Come on the show, man. We'll be in Atlanta next month. This is a real black show. <laughs> um, shit, it means you got a box before, Ooh. during, or after. Mm-hmm. Then shake hands to get this shit done. You know I'm always with the shit. Which is true, story, also. Man. Get that shit up off your chest. When you're attacking Stephen A. Smith, he's almost 60 years old. You don't want to fight me. <laughs> but I ain't got no issues. Like I said, I'm with the shit. So you could bring your hookah. You could bring that front seat of your car that you're always in. <laughs> ranting about make yourself feel comfortable whatever you need to feel comfortable well, come on all the smoke and tell your story my nigga we'll be in Atlanta next month the funniest shit about all this shit is whether you like them or not Matt Barnes and Captain Jack are some real ass niggas Matt Barnes made some points points were motherfucking made I've seen Matt Barnes try to throw a ball in Kobe's face and Kobe didn't flinch <laughs> That's a different fucking breed. <laughs> These are facts. Um, I've also seen Steven Jackson go into a crowd and punch fans. He was in a Malice at the Palace. Oh my God. You never seen it? You didn't know about the Malice at the Palace? No. That's what. Uh, let me show you the video because you got to see it. This happened when we were sophomores in high school. Oh, yeah. I definitely would have. 
would not have known. <laughs> this is this changed basketball history. And that's Steven Jackson punching people behind him. Oh shit. See, and it's shit like this why they be having to have metal detectors making sure nobody got no guns. After this happened, that's when they stopped uh letting you buy beer in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and they came out with the player dress code. Because they had, they were like, all the NBA players are just a bunch of thugs. But at one point, there's another video of, like, because there's tons of videos from that. There's a fan standing on the floor, squared up with uh, Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson comes in full with his arm, but he slips on the beer and doesn't hit him full contact. If he he had connected, Steven Jackson's like 6'9. Woo. He could have killed that dude. Just imagine all these big niggas running your way. Jesus. And then imagine knowing that Matt Barnes drove to his house because he heard some stuff about <laughs> Derek Fisher and he jumped over his own fence. And these are the niggas that you want to start some shit with. Okay, so I I don't ever want to hear niggas talk about women gossiping <laughs> and women being a part of drama because these niggas, these niggas, not just the ones that we're talking about, not just the subjects, but also you niggas on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else, um... Y'all have been really enjoying this little uh, Real Housewives of NBA <laughs> um, bullshit. Like, I ain't seen niggas hyped and reach. I've been seeing so many niggas like, man, Kwame might be my favorite now. Kwame, like, really? Really? Yo, the group chats have been lit. I bet. <laughs> I bet y'all have been really following this shit but, heavy. But it's because it's the whole like this the whole thing of knowing who Steven Jackson is. Like it's so like there are like myths about like Steven Jackson of doing crazy shit. Like at strip clubs, like shooting up the parking lot or uh threatening to fight people at games and all this other stuff. And all this shit about Matt Barnes. So these are crazy niggas. And then apparently Kwame Brown is known out here in the streets too. <laughs> if you like drama, just say that. That's why that's just why say that. That's why people be saying the NBA is just the WWE. You got storylines, you got heroes, villains. It's everything. Uh these videos have been hilarious though. Cause He's such a specific country as niggas. So specific. That's not Southern. That's country. Like, he grew up on a farm <laughs> country. Like, he grew up shucking corn and fucking <laughs> <laughs> picking peas and <laughs> cleaning chitlins. Right. That nigga is country, country. Like, he is the poster child 
for drunk black uncle yes at the barbecue who just one thing set him off like (laughs) somebody either knocked his beer over or somebody reneged in spades (laughs) somebody reneged in spades and this nigga started going off on one thing and then that one thing turned into a whole like two hour tangent on down the road six beers later he didn't got into 12 fights with his own people (laughs) That's the craziest part about niggas. They fight their own fucking family. But no, fuck you. And honestly, like, what Matt Barnes said was so valid. Like, Kwame is obviously still hurt. Is he? Uh, Because why would you take so much energy into addressing so many different people back to back to back to back to back? In? Years after you've been done with this organization. In Kwame Brown's defense, if I was him, <laughs> I could understand taking some shit from Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. I could understand taking some shit from Kobe Bryant. But outside of them niggas, ain't none of y'all niggas gonna tell me shit. Yeah. <laughs> so he got that chip on. He's like, yeah, I'll take some shit from the goats. Right. But you but niggas. you, Matt Barnes, <laughs> fuck you and your light skin ass. Bro, I know it's wrong. I love light skin jokes. Like, it's, it's, I just love it. Like, it's just funny just to, like, cause it's just hilarious. Cause I'm dark skinned. He he was hidden below the belt though. He was definitely hidden below the belt. That's the that is what reveals his hurt. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is what reveals his hurt. Cause what the fuck? Um But it definitely has been entertaining. This shit ain't over. Like I'm really wondering who finna pull up. Is niggas trying to fight? What's finna happen? Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Boom, boom, boom.